0: one. Welcome everybody to the new season of the Fulfilling Destiny podcast. We are now in January 19, 2021 on a what day is it today? It's a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday night and for once it's actually not a Wednesday morning since I normally do all my recordings on a Wednesday. But anyways, I'm your host, Jan marini Packlin. Uh, And I'm with me is one of our Fulfilling Destiny interns, Jazz Lado. Uh, Hopefully I said it right. (laughs) You're good. Okay, perfect. So, like I said, this is a new season of the Fulfilling Destiny podcast, so I wanted to update everybody on what I've been up to in the past month or so that I've been away. Uh, Definitely took a lot of time to rest and recover, especially since shelling out episodes every week was quite a lot so i did suffer a little bit of burnout so taking the christmas and the new year holiday off was really good for my soul (laughs) i feel loads better and then thankfully with the support of the executive assistant our founder the board of directors we are now adjusting the schedule to two or is it two bi-weekly podcast episodes unless there is like special episodes like for example, the upcoming Valentine's Day episode, I could expect a little bit more episodes on February or other things that might come along. So it's a tender schedule. So everyone who's been listening in, thank you for being patient uh, to me and for fulfilling Destiny because we want to make better content. So And I updated all my hardware so I could actually make better, better episodes. <laughs> but yeah, okay. Awkward segue now. Uh Today is a little bit more educational, because that's a good way to start the new year. We're going to go back to our roots for fulfilling destiny. We're going to talk about period stigmas, how we feel about it in our childhoods as young adults, and then also how we feel about it as a culture here in America, and also internationally. So, uh, yeah, so that's how we're going to start. So, Jazz, since you basically held my hand through this, (laughs) through this bit of the episode, would you like to start first with the definition of what period stigma is or the word stigma um, in general for us, please?
1: Yeah, I'd love to. So um, by the definition in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, stigma is uh, a mark of shame or discredit. And there's, I feel like a whole um you can we can really delve into um shame and and you know stigma and and those ideas um but I don't know if you watch drag queens at all but, uh, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> wait I wait, watch, wait 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 which drag queens are we talking about i I watch um
1: oh my God, now I'm like blanking on their names, but I love watching oh Trixie and Katya, I watch their okay, like yeah. little clip. yeah.
0: There we go. Yes.
1: Yeah, they talk about shame. And they talk about shame, um, that it's a landfill emotion. So it's pretty much something that you learned um, through other people, you you know, whatever society teaches you is shameful, they dump it into your landfill. And then you kind of take that baggage with you for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, that basically so that basically describes what the idea of shame feels like you don't learn it by yourself. It's given to you and then you're stuck with this very uncomfortable feeling and then whether it's by your words or by your actions you may or may not share that with another person and i mean i'm I no know, i know in some part of my life someone could have like all the receipts and they could probably like show that i have shamed others for doing something xyz but yeah so it's it's it sucks and I don't like it. (laughs) So we got to do better about not shaming others. And I know that's a big thing lately in social media, shame culture or cancel culture, toxic culture, whatever culture it is now. But shame is starting to be a little bit more prevalent in social media. So hopefully now with this episode, uh, we could talk a little bit more about what we could do about these feelings of shame. And especially when it comes to menstruation, we shouldn't feel ashamed about it because it's biologically normal for cisgendered women. But anyways, uh so looking at our topics list of the day, since we're gonna start with the the idea of stigma, uh I know that I've talked about this with other with other guests here before, but I wanted to ask you Jazz since we are we are the same age, right? Yeah we are we're the yes. same age. <laughs> 96 Club. But I wanted to ask you, what was it like when you had your first period, your, what was it like, how did you feel? And then what did you learn from uh, it? <laughs> honestly, there was, um,
1: I don't even think I realized I had my first period. So I like, you know, I was playing with my little brother as you do. I think I was, I wanna say like in the fifth, maybe sixth grade, I'm pretty sure it was like six. I don't really remember, but it was early. It was pretty early. Wow. Yeah, it was super early. Um, and I was playing with my little brother And I went to the bathroom and there was like, you know, like your first, whatever your first Menzies look like, like on your, you know, on my underwear. And I was just like, did I go poop? (laughs) (laughs) Like I've never seen it before. And I was like really confused. And it was something that my parents, like I had an older sister. And I think the thing was, is that she got her period when she was like in high school, she was like a freshman in high school. So I think we got our periods around the same time because she's four years older than me. Mm -hmm. So either she just started having her period or like she hasn't been like too long in her period. Mm -hmm. But either way, um, excuse me, um, my mom really didn't talk to us about it at all. So I was just like, what is this? And then I called my mom because I was just like, I don't know what this is. I I was just like, did I poop myself? I don't know. So I asked her and she's like, go take a shower. Like, go take a shower right now. She literally didn't tell me like anything. And she's just like she like gave, she literally, I don't even think she told me like, oh, you're on your period. She was just like, go take a shower. And then like, you know, I got took a shower, I got changed. And then she just like gave me a pad and was just, I don't even think she told me how to use it. Like I literally, oh just figured, it was just a whole bunch of trial and error. Okay. um Yeah. And then I put on a pad and I was like well, and like, well, I guess I got my period. And that was that. But I do remember, um I don't know if at that time I had, I don't think I got my period yet. Cause I don't think I would say this about someone if I didn't if I had it already but I remember um one of my classmates she like bled through her underwear and I don't think like she didn't know and like I remember I was like oh my god ew oh my god like she like bled through her underwear yeah I was like because it was like what it was and I like didn't like know Mm -hmm. any better and like now I'm looking back at it and I like I was just like wow I was like so like rude and I was just like why did I do that um But, you know, like, you're, like, 11, and, like, you don't know what that is, and people tell you it's nasty, and you're just, like, yeah, it is nasty, and you kind of just go along with it, and, like, literally, I don't think anybody told her that entire, like, from the past period that I I saw her, I don't think anybody told her that she, like, leaked through her underwear, and I was just, like, wow, now I'm, like, the complete opposite, like, if you've leaked, like, I'll give you, like, the shirt off my back to cover it if that's what you want, like, I'll give you a tampon, I'll give you, like, a pad, whatever, And, yeah, so it was something that no, like, literally, like, no one that I knew growing up talked about, like, we would pass, like, tampons and pads through our sleeves kind of, you know, gig. Mm -hmm. So, I was definitely someone that, you know, perpetuated, I fell victim to this period stigma, and it was, it took a lot to break out of it. I think I didn't really um, start um, addressing it until I was, like, maybe like in later stages of high school and like in throughout college Mm -hmm. that's when I was just like who cares it's a tampon you know what this is you know what this is for Mm -hmm. um but until then it was definitely just like you don't really talk about it to your friends other than like oh are you on your period oh I'm like crampy you know what I mean yeah other than that it wasn't like
0: actually I have um, a question for you Jazz um so you said that your mother just basically kind of told you to take a shower and just clean up I was actually wondering um did you actually go to go with your mother to the bathroom when you were younger? Like you uh, like family bathrooms, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like went to the bathroom like in my house or like when we were out and about.
0: So say like you're out and about, like oh. when your mother was on her period, did you ever uh-huh. go with her to the bathroom to change?
1: Oh, no, for sure no. Like, I, oh. like, didn't even know that my mom was on her period until, like, I was older. Like, I would go through the bathroom cabinets sometimes because I was just, I'm nosy. Like, I just want to know <laughs> what everything is in the house, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I was just like, oh, what is this? I'm like, I didn't know what it was, but, I'm like, now that I'm looking back at it, like, they were pads. And, like, I never, ever knew when my mom was on her period. And I'm talking, like, never in the entire time that she's had her period, I was just like, did
0: you ever have your period? And she's like, yeah. I'm just like. Wow. That would, been, that would have been news. Okay. Maybe that's maybe that's just my singular experience. Uh, because my when when my mom was on her period, I always like, you know, safety in numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Mom takes her baby chickies to the bathroom all together. My dad just sits by the table at the food court, you know, mm-hmm. waiting for our food. So, I find that really interesting because you, your mom, never told you that she was ever on her period. But I was with my mom almost all the time whenever she was on her period. Like I think I've mentioned, I mentioned this in a previous episode where I literally said that I thought she was dying because she was literally <laughs> bleeding from <laughs> from her vagina, and she would just look at me like, "Like I'm an idiot." It's like, "No, I'm not dying." It's like relax like it'll come to you later and i remember wailing like i don't want it to happen to me it looks so scary <laughs> and this is a like, family no. bathroom it's a family bathroom so other you know other women like i'm pretty sure wh- whoever came into that bathroom that same day i was having like a breakdown in the, in the family bathroom was like oh god just like just wait honey you'll 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 see when you're 13 or something but that's actually pretty surprising i so, your sister didn't tell you either, your older sister?
1: I like, I think it was just because we were in such a big age gap. Like, she was going through her teens when I was like in my like pre Pre teens, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, when you're at your teens, you don't care about anything about yourself. <laughs> and like, it's true because I was that way too. Like, I literally didn't care about anyone but myself. Like, you're really trying to, like, your are you're, you're out, yeah. to change. Uh, so, like, I kind of ex- didn't expect her to. But the, the funny thing is, is that me and her learned how to put a tampon in together <laughs>
0: wait 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 what's that supposed to mean
1: <laughs> because like <laughs> we both got really tired of wearing pads because dude okay. like this is like oh well, for us it like just didn't work out like we were just like I can smell you know when I have like my men my menzies. I was like this for me was not the gig um, and I just felt really embarrassed that I don't think I'd be I really don't think I'd be embarrassed about it now because it's just like, dude, it's a period. It's a yeah. But yeah. Back but then. when I was like, yeah, when I was like sitting in my like, seventh grade, like bio, um, like chemistry class, I was like, <sighs> can anyone spell me because I can spell this. It's like, it's like jaws. I'm like, Oh, <gasps> get me you know what I mean like it was embarrassing so yeah okay what I did was since my sister was older I think she was on the same train or like I don't know if she had like she went swimming or whatever for some whatever reason I think she used a tampon um I think she used a tampon from her friend at first and but she still didn't really know how to like use one I think but we ended up getting like a box like together like a communal period box right and at the time YouTube was kind of like a like big ish sort of Mm-hmm. um but like that was when all of the old school youtubers were oh, on there gee, so if anyone yeah. yeah, if any of the old like if any of you guys used to watch like old beauty beauty youtubers like this is like, who i'm talking about um so Wayleigh huang um a long time ago everyone knows her as a tampon girl because she has a video on youtube about how to use a tampon like literally from like insertion to like the whole nine and honestly you watched that. that video yeah she did and um her old YouTube channel called I like Whaley, if you guys know who that is and our listeners and know who I'm talking about. Um, she has since moved away from that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she, yeah, she had like a whole video up on how to use a tampon. Cause I think she mentioned in the video and all the you know commenters were like, oh, how do you use that? I've never used them, but I want to use them because it just seems so much um, like, like more convenient Easier. for me, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then so she made a video and we followed the video I think I was on my period at the time or maybe I think we, maybe we synced I don't really remember but like I, I know for sure that I was um and then we were like reading the instructions and like following her video at the same time oh my and then God. like my sister like stood in the bathroom with me while I did it and I was like is that is that how you do it and she's just like <laughs> I don't know soldier. can you feel it
0: <laughs> that <laughs> is sister like, solidarity Jesus <laughs> yeah for
1: sure She was like can you feel it and I was like no. And she's like, yeah, I guess that's it. I was like, cool.
0: <laughs> okay. I mean, I know I, I just uploaded this episode two weeks ago, or it, what will be two weeks ago. Still don't know how to use it. Well, now, now I do know, but I would have loved to have <laughs> Whaley's video. The only, okay, like the only OG YouTubers I know that are in the beauty is uh, Bub's Beauty and Michelle Fawn And this oh, yeah. other girl. That's it. But other than that, uh, nothing about how to use, uh, use a tampon properly i think it's because of the tss tss oh the the toxic shock syndrome yeah that was the reason why i strayed away from it is it's because of that but i know that now it's not likely anymore since they've updated the ingredients for it but even i know that nicole and nicole elise and i have discussed that they don't actually write everything like all the ingredients on those uh, box. But that is just something to think about when you are shopping for your own future supplies. But now that you know how to, since you had to learn from a YouTube video on how to do it, <laughs> how do you feel about it now knowing uh, that you had to learn that way versus learning from your mom and dad or like any, any like uh, women figure in your life?
1: I think the biggest thing for me was that I'm kind of lucky I didn't get bad information or like harmful information per se, I guess. Um, and I think I was just really lucky that I really didn't run into any issues. Um, I just honestly, because I feel like now there's so much more room for misinformation, especially when it comes to science things and and um it, Issues that come with things that have to do with your body. Like, people will give you like home remedies that really aren't, um, yeah, like regulated, yeah. or mm-hmm. like they'll give you like bad advice in terms of like your vagina. They'll be like, Oh, yeah, spray this on there and spray that on there. And it's like, No, 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 <laughs> no, okay, no, no. no. To
0: segue into that because, yeah, oh my god, I have so many gripes about it. And I, I, we were just talking about this even before we officially like called it, like, All right, we're start the episode. Is that not only did I felt very awkward about my period, like you said, you could smell yourself. Uh, in my head, it's just like, if I could smell myself, that means other people could smell like a shark, right? Shark and water, Yeah, uh, that sure. one that one blood and water. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I hated knowing that sometimes you could just smell. I, mean, I, I have a very heavy flow. Like mm-hmm. that's just, it. blood's gonna come out more and it's gonna reek. And that means I had to change more often. And if I didn't, for whatever reason, um, I know that it could linger, like you could quite smell it in your pants, even if you're sitting down, like, yeah, you, you could, if you know yourself that well, you know that you reek <laughs> to a degree, right? I remember that my mom, it's not her fault. Uh, I think this is, was, it was something she was also taught. So mm-hmm. I'll, I, I'll give her that. Is that, uh, okay, Uh, not sponsored by this company, but it, there was a body wash or body wash feminine feminine hygiene wash that you would use i have not been. i had a bidet i've always had a bidet even when coming to america so definitely cleaning myself was quite easy so anyone who had to use like if you're Philipp, philippinex here they had to use the tabo, you know what i'm talking about right there we go tabo baby wipes or just a cup of water and then you know Whatever. Anyways, so my mom would tell me if I was on my period and if I needed to change, if I'm going to use the bidet, clean myself up using this wash. And it was fruity. It smelled nice. It made me feel clean. That was the thing. It made me feel clean. It really wasn't until much, much, much later, maybe when I was... I think maybe even college was kind of embarrassing for me that it's not good for you. Um, And especially if in the way that I was taught at the time, I had to insert soap or insert whatever that cleansing liquid is inside myself. Not like, not like douching like that, but like if you were to not to get too graphic here, but if you were to like, just clean yourself gently just around the room and whatever uh, you, I would just feel clean, squeaky clean. That Mm. was what would be. I was like, you're clean. You smell fresh. You are desirable. In that way, I'm just, and then when I thought about it at the time, it's like desirable. What the, like, what did that? Like, what did that mean? It's like I had to smell nice to be attractive to another person. You Yeah, know? it was crazy. I didn't think about it at the time that someone actually had to tell us like you're gonna ruin your pH levels. Like, your mm-hmm. vagina has a natural pH level that is kept up with its natural probiotics that exist already. It's a biome. You don't need to mess with it. And if you mess with it, you put yourself in more risk for other things such like yeast infections and stuff like that. So you don't need to do that. So I learned that very late. Since then, I have stopped using it. If anything, just warm water, not hot water, warm water, and just just clean like quickly. No need to yeah. go really thorough. <laughs> There's no need for it. Yeah. And then that's it that's all you need to worry about Uh, Mm -hmm. but i wish that was a thing that uh so i wish someone told me sooner because i fell into that trap of like you said shame that if i could smell myself it's gross it's unhygienic therefore i had to use this product to make myself more feminine more attractive more clean as if the thing that is going to happen every other month makes me like some Dish rag, and i didn't like it i didn't appreciate it and there was something that i saw in medieval europe that, that we did in our research is that back in the day they took sweet smelling herbs so let's safely assume lavender put it in a handkerchief and hung it around their neck to mask the scent that they were menstruating and this was in medieval europe and i'm like what <laughs> I know. I thought that was crazy because I was like, I know the rest of y'all ain't
1: showering, okay? So the stink (laughs) isn't coming from you menstruating. The stink is because y'all don't got running water. The stink is because y'all are tossing your poop on the sidewalk, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
0: yeah. this is, that was the thing, like, yeah, obviously there's the obvious scent of lack of general hygiene, obviously. This is in medieval Europe, but at the same time, it's just like they went through the extra mile of trying to mask something that's already adding to the stench that exists. But yeah. <laughs> but-
1: it's like trying to cover a poo with like some lavender like spray. Yeah.
0: It's it's something that I didn't expect and then uh through Oh, Hardy's, uh, or Hardy's Richard. This is a a doctor. I don't know exactly the title. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but in his research, he mentioned that it's it's all in the advertising. They use the words like fresh, clean, um, that the vagina had to be odorless, hairless, and unobstressive. And there could be a lot of implications of what that could potentially mean, but uh, that could be very triggering for some, so I'm not going to mention it here. But if you would like to look further, I could provide information down below. But the fact that people have advertised certain products to make women feel like they need to be clean is very wrong. And it's very shameful. That's why I don't, for a time, whenever I needed products, I'd make my parents do it. i even make my dad do it. Buy this for me. Be discreet. That's it. <laughs> so that was a that was, that was something to think about. So I, the smell thing. Yeah. But I don't know how to exactly segue off this, but that was something. Well, I do have a question for you. Yeah.
1: Um, when you stopped using the feminine products and you just started using like water, did you find more that, um, found that it's, uh, the smell wouldn't, how would I say this? Um, it kind of like regulated itself. Like it didn't smell as often versus when you're using the wash because I feel like that's what a lot of women find who like go transition from using the wash to like not using a wash is that like, When you use the wash, you Mm -hmm. find that you need to use it. Like, once you start using it, you need to use it more because your vagina is, like, not regulating itself. Mm -hmm. And so it can, like, smell more. Um, Versus, like, when you're just using, like, water, a lot of women will find that you can go for, like, longer periods of time without, like, your vagina smelling. Like, you can go, like, the whole day and all of a sudden your vagina doesn't smell anymore at the end of the day. Versus, like, before, yeah. Did you notice that or did you? I didn't actually think about it. Mm
0: -hmm. Actually, I did not think about it because... You know what? I I think it's, I personally, I think when my, when my mother gave it to me, I didn't personally think that I uh, like, I, I, there was a, like a really strong odor to me Mm -hmm. when I, when I smelled myself, it's just like, well, I know what, like, if you got a bloody nose before that scent of coagulated blood, the iron, like that's basically it. But then I knew that she's like, well, that's, that's just it. It's nothing too gross at the time but obviously when my mom handed me that I was just like is it really that bad so I just did it without really thinking about whether or not it changed uh it's kind of like it became reflexive it became a routine like okay when I'm on my period I'm gonna use this product clean myself Mm -hmm. every day until it's over make sure I was a little aggressive with myself about it at the time because I just did not like the lingering sensation of dried blood Mm
1: -hmm. on myself
0: so that was partly the reason why it's like, I just wanted to feel less crusty if that's the right <laughs> word to go yeah. about it. That's that's how I thought about it at the time. But then now since I haven't, I didn't really, personally, I didn't really see any difference. Uh, Maybe it's just, I guess, if you take a look at like discharge, it's just like, it feels more or less the same. Luckily, I, it, I didn't have a negative reaction to something. So, like like I said, maybe some women have felt like they, uh, had a stronger odor since using those products regularly and then when they stop it it weakened like that could be a thing but thankfully for me nothing too extreme but I also like to think I haven't went too extreme when it came to like cleaning myself down there and see I say down there I use a lot of euphemisms because I still feel sh- I still feel awkward talking about it I really do so if you hear me trying to like skate around (laughs) skate around the word the v word sorry it's uh it's still a little hard to talk about it especially well especially now now it's 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 a little bit more comfortable but definitely since i started late when it comes to talking about myself in that way it's just ako taco i'm an ako taco there we go (laughs) okay
1: okay. everyone's on their own journey just know that this is a safe space whenever you do want to use it Mm -hmm. it's crazy because i was watching a video Um, I think it was, like, a BuzzFeed video, and it was, like, um, Myrtle, oh, that's not her name, I'm so sorry, Um, she goes on, like, a journey, um, like, a sex journey, whatever, and um, even the doctors, like, who were, like, surgeons for, like, down there, or, like, I just said down there, for, like, you know, (laughs) vaginas and, like, labias and stuff, Mm -hmm. um, they had a hard time saying, like, labia and vagina and, like, these, like, medical terms, and it's, like, you're literally a doctor, you are a surgeon who looks at vaginas all day and you are like over here like (laughs) vaginas (laughs) that's totally being
0: anatomy class okay i'm guilty
1: i'm guilty like (laughs) no but like these are full-blown doctors like that have seen tons and tons of vaginas and like they're literally operate on it and they're still like (laughs) i'm not gonna say that i'm just like why are you so shy about it i thought that was really weird in that video
0: yeah it's maybe it's because of youtube like youtube's algorithm what they can and cannot talk about And some of those, like, you call them buzzwords, right? Some of those buzzwords could get them flagged. And obviously, since they monetize their videos from it, that's probably the reason why. I'm not defending them or anything like that, but that could probably be a reason why.
1: No, some of them, some of the doctors, like, flat out said it. Like, they didn't care. But there were some that were just, like, there were some that were, like, giggly about it. Like, they were just like, I don't want to say it. Do I have to say it? Uh, (laughs) I was just like, all right, well, if that's how you feel about that.
0: Yeah, it's... Definitely, especially when I when I visited Planned Parenthood for like my personal needs, definitely they're very straightforward. And like, I know that when I sat there in the, the bed, right, when they take a temperature, I know that my ears turned red at the, like when they said it out loud. I was like, God, I'm it's like, I was, I'm a premed to be. But here I am, <laughs> my ears burning red of embarrassment at the at the thought of my doctor saying like, quite plainly, we'll say like, her name is Dr. Jane, right? Let's say Dr. Jane. Dr. Jane's like, all right, so we're just going to inspect your vagina and to see if there's anything wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, he, <laughs> in my head, I was like, wow, I'm really that immature. God, get it together, Jan, get it together. But still, like, but that's just like, like I said, that's just me. I can't still say the words quite that comfortably in comparison to, say, jazz here. for her though because she's helping normalizing that talk like the conversation like we could talk about these things this is a safe space whenever you're ready everyone's (laughs) on their own journey everyone is in their own journey but that was uh if if i'm taking a quick look at our notes those were some of the things that i felt like i had to struggle with when i was on my period journey one it's just who could i talk to about it luckily my mom was well, short tempered about it, but she talked to me about it. But uh, another thing is how to deal with the smell, because I think that's something that not a lot of people talk about is that, yeah, you're on your period, but then what else do you do about the odor? And I think, at least in my personal opinion, a lot of people take vaginal odor as something far worse than just B.O., like bad B.O., (laughs)
1: Which is, like, so weird, because it's, like, why can boys stink? And, like, trust me, I've, like, smelled some boys that stink. Okay, like, hold on. I had a partner that, like, (laughs) went on this, like, whole, like, bet with his younger brother of who could not shower the longest.
0: (laughs) What? No.
1: we, like, isn't that, like, crazy that we let, like, things like this with men slide, but all of a sudden, girls, it's, like, oh, she smells. She must be nasty. And it's just, like, no, like, bodies are bodies. And that's how bodies smell. But if you do have, like, a concerning odor, please go see a, a gynecologist or your doctor. Please talk to them about
0: it. it um, but only it, could be like yeah. something that's not usual. Yeah. yeah. Because
1: vaginas are very sensitive.
0: Vaginas are very sensitive. Then if you do suspect that you have a more, like, a more, um, a stronger body odor than is potentially uh, unbearable, it could be something else... Uh, in your body that could potentially lead to some conditions that you may not know about, that it should be treated. But other than that, yes, um, consult your doctor or consult your general physician. And if you do need to go all the way to your gynecologist, yes, definitely, definitely do that. Which is like when, when, where was my brain going (laughs) with (laughs) this? Sorry, Uh it's like seven o'clock at night. So um... yeah, we let, we let some of these things slide and that's, Really not it's really unfair actually. And i I don't think that part will ever really go away. is that you always had to hide yourself, and that's partly because of the shame, especially as a as someone who grew up in I say here, I say this very loosely, semi-Filipino ex-American culture. I had to struggle with keeping some parts conservative about myself, which is like talking about periods and stuff, and then struggling with the American, i just like, oh no, we could definitely talk about this out loud, freedom of speech, who cares, you know, but, uh, some of those things, uh, I, I struggle with, with culture, it's, uh, we can't talk about some of the more sensitive things about our bodies unless it's to, uh, to a woman that we could trust, and I didn't trust a lot of women at times to talk about these issues, like, oh, I'm cramping, or why am I so... Emotional, like why why are my hormones going in and out of whack? It's like, why am I crying all of a sudden? And I do I cry very easily. Like I stated this before I cry very easily, especially when I'm on my period. Like, give me a dog video, I will cry hysterically. It's like, oh my god, it's so cute. But then I didn't know that it's because just my hormones are out of whack, or they're just experiencing a very intense high, or I feel very intense lows, and I wish someone talked to me about those things because. I know that some some people in my in high school or in college thought I was very weird or very strange um, because they tend to catch me on the days that or they tend to notice me more on the days when I'm on my period because I act stranger or I just are more reclusive. But it's because I'm quite literally hurting on the inside. But those are things I've changed now since more people have been very open about it. But uh it's something that i wish i could see more That the where cultures could show us that menstruation is positive it's a positive thing to talk about but not everywhere in the world shows that even, oh, for sure even here in america not yeah. every place does it, it like having there's like a, a
1: layer of like stigma with american culture and menstruation, and then there's like an extra level usually if you are like a person who identifies as um, black indigenous or a person of color, Mm -hmm. usually like having, you know, falling in that in one of those cultures is like an even added layer of like um, stigma that comes with menstruation. Because when you look at how America really approaches um, menstruation and stigma, if you look at like 1920s ads from Kotex, a lot of them use words like, oh, dainty and feminine. Mm -hmm. and, and, And like, they'll be like, oh, you know, here's discrete packaging, so it's less embarrassing to buy. Um, so even in like advertising, it's the way that, you know, they're talk, uh, like companies talk to us about periods, it's like, oh, this is something that you need to hide. This is something that you need to be ashamed of. This is something that you need to be like quiet about. Um, so it, it already perpetuates that like, okay, like I, we can't talk about menstruation. And if we do, we got to do it on the deal. Like it is a secret. And then on top of that, you have the like, cultural, like myth that like, well, and it's not a myth, because some people, some um, menstruators do experience like, um, when you are like, you know, ch- going through the hormone changes of uh, your period, uh, you do experience some like emotional, you know, changes, and that's normal. Um, mm-hmm. And like, they approach that as like, oh, she's PMSing, like, ha ha ha, like, it's like, as as if it's a joke, and it's just like, no, no, we're just going through, like, bodily changes. And I think that the weird thing is, too, is that, like, men's emotions and men's, like, irrationality, whenever Pulse they're, spikes like... spikes the testosterone, yeah. Yeah, it's just, like, that's normal. Like, that's acceptable. But all of a sudden, when a girl is, like, menstruating, it's like, oh, hold on. Like, she's, like, sh- she's on her period. Or, like, oh, is she mad she's on her period? Is she craving chocolate? She must be on her period. Like, no, like, we could do all of those things we could want those things without having to be on a period and we could also just be on our period and not experience those things like I Mm -hmm. get really frustrated because a lot of the times those things are tied. and when I tell you when people ask me (laughs) like oh are you bitchy because you're on your period oh sorry I'm not supposed to curse sorry like oh are you like extra mean because you're on your period I'm like no I'm extra mean because you're like pissing me off for a good reason like and Mm -hmm. like I have every right to be mean it has nothing to do with this biological process that I go through every month because I know it's coming. I know how to handle my emotions. I'm an adult. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And sometimes it'll slip out. I get it. But like Mm -hmm. generally, it's just like people really treat periods as if it's like either something to laugh at or something to hide. And I find that extremely frustrating. Like it's just so like, I feel like it's something that we're kind of slowly moving away from and like where um I feel like the culture is shifting like a little bit, but I still feel like a lot of it is is like that. It's still like periods are humiliating, periods are something that you don't talk about, kind of thing.
0: When you're when you when you talk about those things, like things that need to be high, uh high, gosh. English. I'm sorry. I swear I'm actually <laughs> collegiate educated. I swear, I really do. Um when you talk about advertising, right? And that it's slowly coming around, uh, I'm not going to talk about this in the third third world country perspective because you could we could literally spend an episode on just that. But we're oh. going to go take a look on at the international level. Uh, we'll we'll specifically talk about Asia. I believe it was in last time I researched it was either in China or Japan, one or the other, uh, that they were trying to bring period talk into modern light. Like let we could be open about it and talk about it, but they had mixed messaging. That was the issue. They didn't know how to, they didn't know how to bring it to the table without making it feel awkward. So in this case, it's just more of like secondhand embarrassment, and it's like it made people want to retreat more into themselves. So what they did was, like I said, it's either Japan or China. I can't remember on the top of my head. It's somewhere in my notes. I swear. But uh, employees who were menstruating had to have a special name tag that had like I think a red dot. That would say, oh, I'm on that would signify that they're on their period that day. That's embarrassing. Hold on, hold on, here's the thing. So the way that the company was trying to go about it was that if you had that thought that means you're on your- so that means people would know. But then also it means that if you need to take a break, right for whatever reason, there is a logical reason other than just skipping off work, right? Like chill in the bathroom, look at your phone. So it says like, oh, no, if she's going to go, she's probably going to have to change. That was like their discreet way of saying, like, we acknowledge that you're on your period. We're not going to make anything about it. It's just we just kind of need to know sometimes in case you do need to take an extended bathroom break for whatever reason. But also at the same time, customers could see that also. It's supposed to make it feel normal. So if other menstruators came into the store uh, and see another employee that had their red dot on their name tag they're like oh that is someone that you could talk to in case you do need to buy some uh products for yourself but at the same time again mixed messaging when you would buy pads tampons in this country uh they would put it in a black bag instead of in a white bag where you put everything else so they're still awkwardly trying to find their way of how to you know like if honestly just stuff it all in one bag (laughs) like come on it's just don't need to hide it you don't need to put it in its own bags just like you know if it's gonna go next to my bacon it's gonna go next to my bacon like that it's all wrapped up anyways it's not gonna leak through in you go that's it but like I said it's that awkward mixed messaging uh but that's just for that country but also I want to talk about this person so we have a Grace Meng here in New York in New York, here in America, but we also have someone like that in China. Yeah, we have that. We have a person like that in China. Her name is Liang Yu. That is her Weibo account name. So she tried to advertise that frontline workers need more products, right? Especially in provinces like I believe it was Wuhan,
1: like menstrual products or like mental products. products in general. Okay. Menstrual
0: products on top of like extra food, PPE. All those supplies, she advertised for that because frontline workers would complain that they don't have enough of anything, and that includes mental products. So she tried to advertise for those things, but because social media is controlled by the government, obviously, uh, mixed messaging, again, has happened. So she tried to make it more palatable for Uh, for the citizens out there. So instead of using dainty, like I said, here's the word, dainty curved text that you would typically see in uh, advertisements related to women. Like if you see Chinese characters, you can make your fonts cutesy, right? So instead of using cutesy font that they would normally put for any other products towards women, she decides to make it flat and straight. Like how they would do for, like, say, men's deodorant, and it, there was a Chinese character, I believe, for, I forgot what the word was. I believe it was sword, but there's a little at, like, a little slash instead of putting a heart, which was quite typically used, again for, uh, for more feminine text. She just puts a pad that looks like a cross instead oh this is edgy okay (laughs) it's very edgy and it's they use blue instead of pink so there's like they really she really tried to force like hey this is something that is should be normal we should talk about but then when she brought it up to be advertised it just died out like so quick but luckily it did come to attention but it's not enough attention like this is in a rural area this is a rural setting and um that is just something that need to talk about, like, there are countries, even first world countries or second world countries that are trying to bring it to the table, it's just, there are multiple levels of difficulty when it comes to, like, distributing the access. So that's, like, something that, as Americans, we should also think about, like, we could try, and we will do, we will do what's necessary to get these products out there, but there's just a lot of hoops to jump over, and it's incredibly frustrating. Yeah.
1: I think like the biggest hoop that at least us as a first world country like America is facing is that we really need to address the topic of period education, because I feel Mm -hmm. like, you know, knowledge is a lot of power when you know something, it's not as scary. Um, And I think we could probably talk about the history just like pretty briefly, um, Mm -hmm. because a lot of this has to do with um, being scared of what menstruation is. Um, Mm -hmm. But I feel like our public education um on like things about your body like what you get as like sex education is just so like it's just so lackluster and so um incomplete and like that we think biological processes processes as like weird or scary because we just don't know and I think it was like crazy I was reading something um as well let me just see if I can find the article so if you guys want to like look it up you can look it up give me a second um, it's, uh, on Hello Clue, it's called What Advertising Teaches Us. Oh, no, that's not it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go find it. Oh, there you no, go. No, it's okay. Uh, it's called, um, The Menstrual Mark Menstruation as Social Stigma. It's by Ingrid Johnston Robledo and John Joanne C. Chrysler. If I butchered any of those names, I am so sorry. Oh, yeah, um, there. I see. I see it. Yes. <laughs> uh, but it's pretty much that, uh, a lot of, even, like, menstruation products, themselves never talked about like the science behind a period like very few mentioned like what estrogen and progesterone Mm is um what ovulation was Mm -hmm. um what menstruation is and it's just like if you can't even mention those things on a product that's meant to address those things it's just like how do you expect anyone else to be to know one what what this is and like what's going on Mm -hmm. and like Two, how do you expect for people who don't even experience it to also understand this and what's going on? So I really think that there's such a a, a disconnect, and there I feel like it would be a good starting ground to really um, tackle period stigma, to start educating, um, you know, younger folk and and folks who are just starting, like you know, around that age of of menstruation, to like know what it is and and know that. It, really just kind of drill into your head that this is like a normal thing. This is a normal process. It's the same thing when you go through puberty, so do girls, you know, or so do menstruators.
0: I know I talked about this in an episode with Nicole and Elise. Uh, Where were you from originally? Like statewide?
1: Statewise, I, well, I was born in Japan, but I always grew up in California. But let me tell you this. I don't remember getting sex education. I don't know if it's because I was just in Jericho and we just never did it or what. But like, okay, I never had I think I had it once or like I had it in like the seventh grade, but we had a substitute teacher. So we didn't really.
0: Okay, because I, I wanted to ask like, if you had EGE or that beginning puberty class where we'll say we'll say this girls at the time, girls go in one room, boys go to one room. Was that in the fifth grade? Fifth or fourth grade here in America. Yeah. Oh, did
1: i did you not have that? do that i did i well okay so we had it but i didn't do it because they lost my permission slip i couldn't even do it okay but it it happened but i heard it was very much like oh this is a like a, this is like a vagina i think like it was very like rudimentary like it's it very rudimentary very,
0: yeah. yeah okay because when i think about it now again like you said uh there's that lack of disconnect right it's like well, if boys go through this, girls go through this too. And then here's the idea of that secrecy. I remember in that Mm -hmm. class that quite literally the female teachers, well, I can say female. Well, yeah, female teachers at the time. Female Mm -hmm. teachers at the time were telling me, don't tell the boys what you learned today. That secrecy, like you need need to hide it. And then quite Mm -hmm. literally, like 15 minutes later, when you go to recess, they're like penises, 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 penises. You know, I'm just like, You know, and then obviously, I I don't know if I heard it from my friend at the time. Uh, It's just like, did, I think, I think I was actually in the same room when um, some of the other girls were asking some of the guys that we were close to, uh, like, did they tell you to not talk about these, these things? It's like, oh yeah, but penises. (laughs) That's quite literally their response. So just like, why do we have to hide it too? It's like, if it's expected to a degree, right, that Young young boys and young girls are going to go through puberty together. Shouldn't we have those classes together? Yes, it will be rudimentary, but I maybe this is just my big brain thought for the future, right? Like, wouldn't it just be better to have it together? And then as it gets a little bit more specific to those specific needs that only women need to know or men need to know, then you could start to separate. Obviously, at the high school, like high school level, where it's a little bit more obvious
1: right to be honest I don't even think you should separate them at the the high school level because if you think about it what if these kids what if these men have daughters what if these what if these Okay, women true, true, true. Have like sons, or what if they are entering in the medical field and then all of a sudden it's like, well, you got to learn bro- both anyway. I think it's just beneficial for everyone to just. Did you have home as, ec? as much as possible. I did not, girl. Our school was not re- our school, Okay, was not like that.
0: <laughs> I know that in 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 cartoons and other TV shows that they had the idea of like home ec, like take care of a, a baby, right? Oh, yeah. Or like knowing how to cook, knowing how to clean, or do some of those like really. A more adult things or transit, like transient stages of life that you should know. Um, mm-hmm. That could probably have been bridged to with my health class, my health and sociology class, which was weird, only because I feel like there needs to be a, in my school, I felt personally at the time that the teacher who was teaching these health classes was not fit for the job, because there was a lot of questions that especially um the women in my class they had a lot of questions that he couldn't answer (laughs) he couldn't answer them because obviously one is directed to women so he did tell us one was like well I can't discuss that with you you might need to talk to the school nurse and the school nurse was female so it's just Mm -hmm. like go talk to the nurse it's like you're our health teacher (laughs) Mm -hmm. you need to be able to tell us this too and it's like well if it's about the body go to your anatomy teacher instead and we had an anatomy teacher and I'm just like See,
1: this is like the crazy thing. I think this is where you see like the huge disconnect, and this is what I mean with education. Like, this is where you see the huge disconnect between um, better-funded schools and schools in low socioeconomic areas. Because I went to a high school that isn't really in a nice area, and I would say it's on like the lower end in terms of like testing and scoring and and funding they receive, um, especially compared to the other schools in the district. and we didn't even have any of that. We didn't didn't have anatomy. We didn't have a health class. We had like your standard, like biology, chem, physics, um, and physics was kind of like a fight to get to we we got it when I was like a junior or a senior. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of these classes weren't even available to us um, as a high school. So we didn't even have the opportunity to learn about those things. And it's crazy, because it's like, these are things that you should be learning about because everybody has a body. It doesn't mean, matter if you're poor, if you're rich, whatever. Like everyone should be knowing about their bodies. And now they don't, particularly, you know, because they're in a lower socioeconomic area. Or like in your case, you have people that aren't fit to be teaching or that aren't, they aren't teaching curriculum that is comprehensive that mm-hmm. will, like, you know, give rounded knowledge about bodies and these bodies and I think it's just like a huge I think that's also something that um helps perpetuate you know period stigma is that
0: you don't know enough
1: literally no one yeah literally no one is getting the education that they should be about menstruation and I didn't learn anything about menstruation or like um like reproductive um organs or anything that has to do with that nature until I was in university Yeah, yeah I was
0: yeah something,
1: and that's when i finally learned like oh this is this hormone this does this this does this this mm-hmm. when your period happens this does this and i was just like it took me i this happens to me every month and it took me what 20 20 years to figure out what this is like
0: that's insane i mean all i knew when i was in high school when they were teaching this loosely uh what was this on honors anatomy Uh, I love my teacher to that. She's great. She answers all my questions because she was the one I bugged about for all these things. She she did give the least comprehensive version like you need to know where egg one goes all the way to, you know, uterus and then down below. Right. It's very glossed over. But she gave me what I needed. And she did say you will learn about this fully to what each hormone means. Um, at the college level. And I trusted her on that. And thankfully, I did learn all those things. But the fact that I had to take health notes, anatomy notes, and even what I learned from the nurses in their little pamphlets that they have out there and put them side by side, it's not, it doesn't meld well together. And it drives me insane. Because it's like, now I'm asking my anatomy teacher all these health questions, what I should be learning from my health teacher. It's like, oh, what about this x like uh what's it what happens if you get pregnant and a health teacher's like oh you'll learn that anatomy and anatomy's like you'll learn that in health class it's like i, I need it's to like be
1: you're playing cat and mouse like you're just trying to like play photography, you're trying to piece things together
0: it's it's something that i i would like to think about especially at the high school level when it's expected a lot of your subjects need to intersect you know more aggressively, quite literally, it's just, you need to close the loops, because I, there's just too many gaps, and like I said, especially when it comes to health, or economics, or those things that are not outside, like, mathematics, chemistry, biology, those are other things that have a pretty big impact in our lives, especially at the college level, and especially outside in real life, and it's annoying. It's yeah. really annoying, and then like like you said, because of these the lack of information. Like I see that there are some. Is this tweets? Is this tweets? Yeah, they were tweets. Do you want to read them out? There are some tweets. Yeah, uh, there are some tweets of like why bridging more education between multiple subjects of biology, anatomy, sex ed, or your health class is very, very, very important. So, um, Jazz, you can read some of yours, and I'll read some of mine. Sure, and I also
1: just want to quickly add that I think it's incredibly. I know that your teacher mentioned that. Oh, this is something that you'll find more in college, um, but not everyone wants to go to college, and that's fine. Like, not yeah. everyone has to go to college, but everyone is going to be in high school. Everyone does have to go through middle school. Everyone does have to go through elementary school. So, why aren't we teaching it where people are <laughs> going to actually be? Especially
0: like, if I just
1: mandated to- <laughs> public schools yeah. mandated yeah. unless you're
0: homeschooled. Unless you're homeschooled. I'm yeah.
1: I'm just gonna like you know throw that in there that I yeah. think we should just be teaching it because you know for sure you're gonna have some middle school, high schoolers, and elementary school students. So you don't know if you're gonna have a college student. Anyways, yeah. some of these tweets that um, has tweeted out about uh, other people's experience of period stigma. Um, kind of some of them are funny and <laughs> some of them are kind of sad. But this one's kind of funny. Uh, Yvonne C. Harrison tweeted out i was re i was asked and this is in 2018 by the way so this is not that long ago i was asked recently if i couldn't just hold it in about period blood lack of understanding from men is frightening what do you think this
0: is a poop like i don't like (laughs) you can't hold it in it doesn't work that way how many times have we had to tell people or tell uneducated individuals that that's not how it works it's not how it works anyways sorry continue (laughs)
1: And it's like, it's so weird because it's like people who are like, you know, smart, educated people, like people who work in corporate offices, they're, they're the people who are saying these things too. And it's just like, how, <laughs> where? Oh. Um, I got another one. Um, oh, this one doesn't have a name. I'm so sorry. If someone wants to credit this eventually in the chat, that'd be great. But I don't have a name for this one. But they tweeted out, this person tweeted out, I blacked out in school once due to the pain basically had to be carried to the office, was lying on a couch in the reception, tossing and turning as the pain was so bad, and one of my male teachers walked by lock and rolled
0: his eyes. That teacher's a straight-up prick. I'm sorry. Did that
1: happen to you? Because that happened, not to me, but it happened to someone that I knew, and my, like, male teacher said something
0: about it. My female teacher, actually. She was... I had a... For those who actually know me in my high school... um, there was, uh, I had a specific gripe with this one teacher about it, uh, but basically it was, I was, my, my mom really doesn't like me being on medication when it comes to being in pain, so, like, take, like, your, 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 your standard pain relievers, right, but it was just so bad that day that I was, like, doubled over, like, it felt like, uh, quite literally the bottom wall of your vagina is, like, falling out, that's what it feels like, right, um, I don't know if there is actually a male equivalent, but just quote me on that, right? So there's that feeling of your gut just sinking to your knees. And I was doubled over and I was supposed to run the pacer that day. And it's like, on, on, one, I hate the pacer. What's a pacer? Pacer, it's a it's a cardiovascular exercise where you have to run from, I don't know how many meters it was, but from point A to point B, back and forth on a timer. You're supposed to get from one end to the other end before time runs out. Okay. And then it gets progressively faster. So it's supposed to help oh, build it up.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. I see.
0: Yeah. So it's either you run the pacer or you run the mile, right? The mile is boring. Pacer was easier. But at the time I was just in way too much pain. And quite I she, my PE teacher is a female, and she is a volleyball coach. <laughs> so I was just like, Can I just not do this right now? I really can. And she's like is there a reason why? And I'm just like, are you feverish? It's like, it's like, it's like I, I'm hoping that you can read my mind. Like, I'm dying. <laughs> I felt like I was dying. I'm hurting so badly. You hear me holding my stomach? Is that not already a social indicator that I'm on my period? I was just like, I really can't run. Like, I if I run, I will fall to my knees and I will cry. And she's like, fine, go to the nurse. And I was like, if you come back with not a note, you're going to have to run the mile. And I'm just like, what?
1: Wait, so she didn't even like... um... Unsympathetic.
0: That's what it was. wow.
1: Yeah. And you you didn't tell her either, did you?
0: I didn't tell her because I thought she would know. It's like, I am a person that doesn't make things up. I just really couldn't do it. I really physically couldn't bring myself to run and then just keel over and make a bigger spectacle than it already is type of thing yeah. so i did went to the nurse and i lie down on my side and then i felt better then i went back to class and it's like so what was it really and i'm just like i didn't want to give her a satisfaction i was just like i just feel better that's it and then i walked away and went to my next class but that was something that I was quite 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 annoyed about i was like wow my health or one of my health teachers and one of the volleyball coaches for the girls team, like girls varsity team, was treating another individual this way who could quite literally be in pain. And for someone who's rather truthful in class, like, that's kind of dumb, in my opinion. I was just, I was incredibly frustrated. And it, it soured my relationship with her for the rest of the semester. But that was a, that was that. But if we're going to go with other tweets of, like, lack of education, here's some that I got.
1: Oh, can I pop in really quick? I yeah. want to tell my story. It's kind of like adjacent to that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but, um, Someone I knew also she was on her period and she like straight up told, you know, our teachers like, or like, I think other girls were like, she's on her period. Like, and she was like, also, she was like doubled over. And this was in middle school. She was like doubled over. She was, was having cramps. Like she was having like a hard time standing up. And he, she was just like, oh, you should, you know, just run it off. It's good for you. And I was just like, what and she like she fully ran the mile and she was like in tears running the mile and i was like this was really unnecessary like no you that's really cruel did not have to do that. no yeah and i was just like okay well to
0: i degree, can't say
1: anything
0: to you. i'm 13 yeah i mean to a degree yes exercise does help but that if you're already doubled down like if you're already doubled over in pain like you don't do that like if you if you if you sprain your ankle you're not supposed to run on it <laughs> Yeah, you sit down and you ice it, right? If you're, if that feeling was equivalent to how it feels, like quite literally in your vagina, it hurts. It's clenching so much, or the your bottom wall is like falling out. Uh, you don't run. <laughs> you literally yeah. you let the you let the wave of pain die out before you even consider doing anything else. But I know that that is something that could be discussed, at like like at the educational level, like culture like you have to fight through the pain you don't need to fight through the pain for that if you're in pain you're in pain like deal with it and heal with it before it becomes a progressive problem in the future but like that's that's just my my segue for that but uh so about so about the lack of education uh this is also about vaginal hygiene (sighs) i don't like the word the word hygiene anymore (laughs) the more i the more i say it the more i don't like it Uh, products, right? Uh, For products. Uh, This was a this is all anonymous. This was in the clean and fresh understanding women's use of vaginal hygiene products in sex rules, a journal of research 2018. And this is uh, this is a quote, it's anonymous. It's in my subconscious. It's always like I'm worried I smell down there. And also, too, I've just heard so many horror stories from both guys and girls about that girl stink. This person was 18 to 21 years old, white and bisexual. And I'm just like, oh, so it's not just you know a guy thing. It's also a girl thing or right, in, in, in context of this quote. Another one was. Uh, I find that when I have less hair, I have less smell and it tends to fester down there. And I don't really know what to make about that quote, to be honest. Uh, I really don't. It's just to each their own on how you handle your pubic hair. Uh, but from what I've heard from other people, it's that having some pubic hair down there keeps other material from coming inside your vagina. Mm-hmm. Kind of like nose hair. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's to filter out dust or whatever could be coming in. And you don't want that to be inside your vagina because that's a very sensitive tissue, right? And then last one, uh, last one. This one is from women's general bodywork, health hygiene and beauty practices in the production of idealized female genitalia. Uh, This was a 31 year old woman, uh, white European heterosexual. I wasn't sexually active until my 20s, so I had no prior experience in that area. With the, uh, with the hygiene products, my boyfriend, who's still my partner, had to teach me about douching. That's how illiterate I was. He told me I stunk and I needed to douche. No, first, don't do that. And I was like, first of, all, first of all, I was like, he's still your partner. <laughs> he told you you stink and you needed to clean it like that. I was like, what? <laughs> I feel like I need more context of the relationship to really make an opinion. about i just like, oh. no, I don't
1: throw them away. If, <laughs> if someone's making you douche, like to be du- frank, mm-hmm. F off, bro. Like douching is so bad. Like, I really don't think people understand how sensitive a vagina is. Like if you eat explain, certain, explain. Like, foods, mm-hmm. I will explain because this is, this is in my, my realm of work at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: so vaginas are literally super sensitive. If you eat specific a specific diet, it could throw off your vagina pH. If you eat too much sugar, sometimes for some people, it could trigger yeast infections. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like prone to like B V or yeast infections, and if you treat either one of them, like let's say you have a yeast infection, sometimes after you'll get a, a like you'll get bacterial vaginosis because all of a sudden.
0: Uh oh, Jazz, you cut out Oh no, Jazz. Jazz? Oh, <laughs> small technical difficulties there. All right. Um, until I, I get word from Jazz coming back uh, to... Oh, maybe she'll message me on the group chat. <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. I think her internet might have crapped out. Uh, but also to add on to Jazz, uh, through my through my line of work in my previous occupation, uh, a lot of the a lot of the tests <laughs> she's really gone. Oh geez. Uh, a lot of the tests that does come into the office at the time is that it tends to center around women and diagnoses, like when it comes to bacterial vaginosis, STIs, STDs, PAP smears, and all of those things. Uh, could potentially just be about uh, how people have been treating their vagina, right? And it's important to know that it's very sensitive, like as Jazz said before she got cut off. (laughs) Um, It's important to know that it's very sensitive and you do need to hand it with a good deal amount of care. So that means, yes, you need to be a little bit more mindful of what you eat and what you put in there, but also uh, what you can do with it right so that that could be diet it could be the the things that you eat the things that you drink um how often you exercise your genetics and all of those things but it's it's just something to think about and if if we think about since this is fulfilling destiny if we think about how what we know about our bodies and how those who are experiencing homelessness, mentors who experience homelessness, we don't know how much they know. <laughs> we don't know how much they know. So it's it's our way of trying to educate those out there that these people who we give products to, they may or may not know what they could know about their bodies. And it's important that we need to bridge those educational gaps. There you are.
1: <laughs> Hello, I'm back. Sorry, I disconnected, but... um. Is it okay if I go back to what I was mentioning? So yeah, basically, I just I said like,
0: go. you know how you talked about in your line of work that you had um, things like back to your vaginosis, I just bridged it with my with my lab background of like, STIs, pap smears that we may know these things now because of our occupations have told us our education has told us these things and our experience have told us these things. But if we think about mentors who are experiencing homelessness, how much do they know about these things? Or yeah. just like a regular menstruator. I bet. Or a regular menstruator, yeah. yeah. So it's it's important that we need to treat especially this sensitive organ with a great deal amount of care. And I was explaining while you were gone to bridge the awkward, quiet gap. It's like <laughs> you need to be a little bit more careful about what, like, what you put in your body. like food, drinks, the amount of exercise. It could just be your genetics that could make things a little bit more difficult for you. So like PCOS or ovarian cancer, yeah. uh, cysts. Endometriosis, endometriosis. yeah, things like that for Mm -hmm. sure.
1: Even like the type of underwear you can wear can literally drastically Mm
0: -hmm. change
1: how your vagina is functioning, just because like polyester doesn't breathe as well as cotton. So Mm -hmm. if you're having like all that moisture, you know, especially sweat down
0: there more. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: especially when you sweat, like if you're working out or something, you know, that could lead to like a bacterial infection or things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So there are just so many things that menstruators just don't know about their vaginas and it's, well, I mean, even non-menstruators that they don't know about like vaginas and like- Yeah. the to to move (laughs) from that in order to address this period stigma because the more you know, you know, the more power that, um, just the more power to these menstruators, you know? Yeah. It really is normal.
0: It really is. Like if we could talk about the, like I said, if we spun this around and we took it in another lens on how we think of men, right, so gender men and how they feel about their bodies, it's quite open. It could be a little, like, crass on how quite openly they're able to talk about these things. And it's just kind of like, it's like, oh, just had a, like, let's say, like, just had a boner pop in class. It's like, oh, really? Oh, they'll just you? be like, oh, my balls itch. And it's just like... <laughs> it's like, well... I- it's like yeah or like they would like scratch themselves out like out like outwardly in public right it's like all right I just gotta readjust my uh my balls right in their pants and they just like quite literally do it out in public they just like shift themselves and then you know if 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 women did it right Children was like oh you know like my bridesh they're like trying to awkwardly try to fix their bras or no bras right depending on what you like to wear and then uh or, like, if you need to fix your underwear, because, like, I'm one of those girls that
1: sometimes, like, you it know, my pants get caught up in there, too. You know what I mean? Like, it gets caught in there. And, like...
0: Yeah. Or, like, like I said with the under- Like, those things that you said about underwear, like, how well you're... How well you could breathe downward. Like, you shouldn't wear tight underwear. Or you shouldn't wear loose underwear. Or you should wear no underwear. Like, nobody really talks about those things unless I quietly look Twitter, YouTube, or horror stories from, like... Work. even
1: then yeah even then it's kind of scary because you don't know what's going to be different for you because everyone is literally there's like you know kind of standard lines you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but there is so much room for like individualization in terms of like what you need to pay attention in terms of your body that Mm -hmm. sometimes you get misinformation um like on the media like on you know on tiktok on twitter it'll be like cool that worked for you to put like honey on your cooch but like what if that doesn't work yeah you, you know what i mean like that might not
0: be the best situation also and also, also sign note: do not put food products there do not <laughs> yeah it's like you're asking for trouble you and if I mean? you
1: do at least talk to your like you know talk to your doctor first if you're good before you even do anything to like to, yeah, if you are doing anything in terms of, like, putting stuff that normally doesn't go in places, consult your doctor first and, like, have them give their opinion. Don't just read something on the internet, and I know that's hard, um, because healthcare is expensive (laughs) and things like that, but, um, there are, if there are, like, this night discount, but if there are services available to you, like, a Planned Parenthood or, um, like, health centers that are cheaper, please go to those options, um, versus having to just go on the internet and if you are maybe going on the internet maybe like use one of those apps that like have a certified person mm-hmm. before you even like
0: or start. check out like like i i know this is like a really weird segue but like check the website like dot org you know dot gov like dot edu those mm-hmm. are probably a lot more credible than some of the other sites out there and it comes to like finding out more information like if you can't if it's too awkward to go asking your parents or you don't, you're not old enough to go talk to a doctor or those things, internet can be great. Just be mindful of what you're looking for. Yeah. Uh, even then your parents can give you like bad advice. Even, yeah, that's so. why. it's so it's like, if if all else fails, internet can be a good thing because it worked out for you. You got YouTube to help you put a tampon. Yeah,
1: that's what I was saying. I got really lucky that I didn't learn something that was like, that would harm like my health and it was like something that you know it worked out for me but like other videos could just be like say something that maybe isn't true or isn't a hundred percent true or like is only understood within a specific context so if you're i would definitely say if you were going to do something just yeah you know know what you're getting try and know what you're getting into and do as much research as you can before you go about it and if you can the best thing for in my opinion, the best thing to do is go see a professional and get their opinion on it. But you know, you do what you can.
0: But yes, don't douche. That's
1: moral story. For sure don't, don't, for don't do sure it. don't do for it. For sure. Do not do that. It will <laughs> clean.
0: It's like quick biology lesson. It will literally clean itself. It will clean yeah. itself. If you have if you feel a stickiness or a wetness down there, it is probably some vaginal discharge, which is basically cleaning it out. If there and is a funny smell that is not urine or feces or what have you right if it's not that then yes goes go see your doctor because that is usually a telltale sign that something is a little bit off and that needs to be rectified and that could be as simple as a yeast infection you need some medication for that or it could be something a little bit more serious right and then that requires more conversation but that's a topic for another time but yeah so that's basically is it? let me let me take a look let me take a look let me take a look anything else we wanted to add uh since we are around coming around nine i think we start at 7 45 yeah we did we started around that time um anything else you wanted to uh add
1: i do just want to like quickly pop in and say if anyone is curious about the history of period stigma i think that could be like a whole episode on its own because it's a bit one? It's very, I mean, this is up to you. Um, so if the listeners, if y'all are interested, comment down below, or I don't know, comment somewhere. <laughs> comment somewhere. That she wants this yeah, comment somewhere uh, and say that she wants the episode, because we literally have so much information on it. And um, it takes some interesting, yeah. Um, and I feel like the history of period stigma uh, gives a lot of context in terms of how it is used to uh, almost as a... Um, a levy against women and using it to kind of enforce the patriarchy and how it, that sounds very pretentious, but um, it's kind yeah. of true. Um, it, it it shows the origins of how it, there was um, so much stigma and um, negative feelings towards a biologically women XN process. And I'm just going to like broadly say women as a term because this can also include, um,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: transgender men this could include non-binary mm-hmm. um, this could include anyone who just has a uterus pretty much so if you fall under that category of we you have a uterus no matter who you are um, the history really kind of depending on the lens that you look at it can really show um, why it was the stigma is kind of perpetuated the way that it was throughout history but that is another topic I think for another
0: day just because it is so long you know what now that i think about it because i see these notes and oh this could literally be quite a long episode about it mm-hmm. uh i want you to come back next week around this time is that available sure. we get to literally talk about the a better history of this. like this is just more of like today's episode is about our personal experiences and how we feel about it and how mm-hmm. Some countries out there uh, try to make themselves more open about talking about periods, and it's coming slowly. Uh, it's coming around, but we know that sometimes time is not on our side, and it shouldn't be dragged out for this long, right? And for sure, uh, this could be bridge for next week on why that. Why that? Why this is? And it's gonna bridge things of linguistics, and it's gonna bridge parts of religion, right? And it's gonna bridge some things about society that we wish that we could change, hopefully now, right? Yeah. But uh, since we don't want to make this episode too long, stay tuned.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, It'll definitely, I think, bridge ideas about gender equity and gender roles in um, current society. Mm-hmm. And I also do just want to really pop in and say is there are, yeah, there are a lot of companies and a lot of movements now that are really um trying to move forward and normalizing periods and um trying to make it an everyday conversation. And I really do want to commend those efforts, um, and especially the efforts of like uh leaders like like Grace Meng who um are advocating for uh, menstrual products as a standard in all bathrooms and. You know, this is another conversation kind of for another time, but I do also just want to highlight that when we do um, talk about um, menstruation and menstruation stigma, that we really aren't just talking about um, like cisgendered women, Mm -hmm. because it also puts a huge, like the stigma that comes with um, menstruation also puts a huge, um, huge strain on people who don't identify as cisgender women. And mm-hmm. often it could put them in a lot of um, trouble because it, it there's a lot of intersectionality um, that overlaps with how society views gender norms and mm-hmm. um, identity. So like if, let's say if you were a trans man um, and you uh, haven't done surgery, or you don't wanna do the surgery and that's fine. It's none of our business. Um, and you are like menstruating, um, because there is this huge period stigma that contributes to, you know, the perception of, you know, all of the things that, you know, cisgender women have to experience. On top of that, um, it puts um, like those individuals in danger because men feel, you know, men link period stigma and and menstruation to cisgendered women. Mm -hmm. So when this doesn't, like, I feel like when this doesn't align, it, it's kind of like a fuel to the fire in terms of their... Um, Sorry, you're saying gender dysphoria then? Yeah, not sort of, but like, it kind of like, for cisgendered men, it kind of is like fuel for them to, what is it called? Be, like, transphobic.
0: Ah, okay.
1: If that makes okay. sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I, I get yeah. it. I see
0: where you're getting there. I see where you're yeah, getting
1: there. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like hard to explain. Um, But, yeah, I do definitely want to say that period sigma is not only something that we should be breaking through for cisgender women, but it's something for all menstruators um, that um, will benefit. And if anything, it will benefit them more because I feel like there they are um, groups that are more at like risk in terms of like their safety and in terms of like um, having to do with the conversation of menstruation. Um, again, another topic for another day, but I do just want to quickly pop in and say that.
0: Of course. And then my last thing is that if you are, like, how, how we talked about some of these tweets, or some of these quotes that some people say, like, if you have a partner in your life, who is not as, I can say, educated about the anatomy of the, <laughs> of the human body, right, vaginas in general, uh, take the extra time to open up those conversations of like, why sometimes you won't do a certain thing, because it's not sexy, or it's not clean, or those things, because everybody's different, and there's nothing to be shy about. And if you're going to make lasting relationships with people who you're going to be, I guess, like a little bit more intimate with, uh, you do need to have these conversations. Um, But like I said, talk for another day, Uh, uh, Valentine's Day, we can talk (laughs) about that, or Galentine's Day. So that is something to uh, think about. So we call it, we, are, we can quite cover a lot. So actually, I wanted to ask that, re this question again. Since now that we're adults, right, we're turning 25 this year. Corolla crisis. Corolla crisis. <laughs> but that aside, we are turning 25. Yeah. Do you feel like, do you feel ashamed now? Or do you still feel lingering shame about being on your period and all the things around it? Um,
1: I definitely do feel like I have shame in terms of like my own vagina. Well, I mean, like it's less now, but, um, a little bit, and I definitely do feel a lot. Um, I still f- do feel experience um, like shame with like sex, but I think that's like a little different. Um, mm-hmm. but in terms of like my period and, you know, a, a generally about my vagina, I'm like,
0: you're, 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 you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and what? that's a vagina that's a uterus yep it drops eggs i bleed every month i'm like oh can you like did you check if i spotted i was like i think if anything i just think it's really annoying (laughs) and i'm like lucky to be in that position for it to be just for it to be inconvenient and not like a really stressful like time like like yeah like it's not stressful for me because Mm because i don't really cramp and i also have access to prior products and i'm really thankful for that so i know that i'm really lucky to just think that it's annoying Mm -hmm. Um, but generally i'm just like you're chilling if anything yeah if anything i'm talking products like i love talking about sustainable period products okay so someone sponsored (laughs) salt cup i'm looking at you
0: (laughs) we're not sponsored by anything quite yet i'm working on it i'm working on it i swear uh as for me (laughs) When it comes to my personal my personal shame about it is that i definitely feel ashamed for some of the things that i've done when i was younger towards my other menstruators you know for definitely sure giggled at them like ah uh, it kind of like uh like those life experiences like like put your hand up put one down if you bled through your pants in the middle of class or stuff like that's like definitely definitely did some things I was very not proud of to my fellow menstruators. i was just like, oh, I'm yeah. so sorry that I've said those things or I made fun of you for these things. Like, like I said, take the mm-hmm. shirt off my back if you need me to cover you. Like, I got you. Uh, but it's definitely a lot less now, thankfully, because of Fulfilling Destiny. And then we have uh, we have staff members and interns who are very open about sharing their opinions on how they feel about themselves and about their human because I'm still learning, still learning. Um, Definitely coming around of trying to get over not skating around the word vagina so much. Trying to still doing some casual conversations with my with my partners. Like this is really awkward to talk about, but just like be like that. Uh, but uh, as now it's more of like it's it's a shame. The shame that I feel I like it's a shame I just didn't know it sooner. That's all. Yeah, for sure. I, I don't hate myself for it anymore. I could forgive the younger the younger version of myself who is just young, dumb, and experienced, but thankfully now it's just, I wish I learned it sooner so I could avoid these very awkward stumbles in my life now, but we're, uh, we're coming around. We're, this is a year of growth. This is 2021. We're starting the year off, right? We're learning, and as the rest of this year goes, we're hoping to bring back more education to everybody here, and then also talk about a lot more intersectionality when it comes to the ideas of health, especially women's health, since like Jazz said, it's a big umbrella term. There's a lot that we could discuss, but we'll take it one episode at a time, right? So ending, <laughs> we made and it! We made it! all on periods! It's just all on periods. Wait till you hear <laughs> more, right? So from, from Jazz and I to all of our viewers, thank you so much for tuning in to a gosh, I just, my brain just totally farted on me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Try that again. Woo! All right. So from Jas and I, thank you everybody who has listened in to this episode of the Fulfilling Destiny podcast. Since it's evening for us, we say good night to you. Good morning to everybody else who has a different time zone. And then we will see you next week. Bye-dum.